Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, April 28th, and we have a high of 12 degrees here in the Edmonton region today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Download the app, follow the show, Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and you can join in on the chat. You yeah, join, join in, in live every morning. Uh, join the community. There's a ton of investors that join in live with us every morning. I mean, sure, listen to the recording if you want, but you don't get to... You don't get to ask your questions in the chat. You don't get to click the call in button and, you know, get free coaching. You know, you got to get up early. You know, you know, you got to get up early. <laughs> like my like my buddy Manzur says, you know what he says? What? It's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> is That's... that Manzur or is that somebody else? Manzur, yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't hear me? I did, but I was wondering if that was an actual recording oh, yeah, of him. That's 100% a recording <laughs> okay. of Manzur. I clipped it last night. <laughs> <laughs> like at what time? Like in the evening or in the middle of the night? <laughs> it was just one of his, one of his Instagram meals. And I, I heard that. I'm like, I am definitely clipping that. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my new favorite clip. <laughs> I told him I was going to use it. Oh, goodness gracious. How's everybody um, doing this morning? Jeremy's calling me out. He said, Gabby, you didn't say it would snow yesterday. Ah, uh, yeah. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. My my uh, weather app, the weather network, didn't tell me it was going to snow. But I'm curious. Like, yeah, so we're down in Leduc, and sometimes we have different different weather. But yeah, it snowed, until, it snowed down here in Leduc until, I don't know. I don't Early know afternoon. Either. I don't know either. <laughs> or late morning. Um, yeah, I, I can't recall. Oh, I was get, I was getting my hair did. I was in a basement, but when I left, I was, it yeah. was stopped. Yeah, and I left at like eleven in the morning. So yeah, I saw it snowed all morning. Down. I saw it down come come down a little bit outside the window. Yeah, but I didn't leave the house. Um, <laughs> anywho, happy Thursday. Is it Thursday now? Yeah. What's uh, what's everybody working on right now? I'm curious. What's uh, who's who's working on deals? Um, who's got projects? Who's got flips? Who's who's signing docs for rental properties? Who's who's doing what? I want to know. Enough about us. We talked about the two new flips that we got uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, God, um, I mean, could, could could we just have one deal that goes smoothly? One. Just no. one, please. No. There's no, I've said this, I've said this a million times before. There is no such thing as a perfect deal, a deal that just goes through with no issues. Never, yeah. never have I ever heard of any investor how just like, I bought a property, it was turnkey, there was no issues with the inspections, I got possession, all the keys worked. <laughs> Lawyers and were a breeze. Lawyers were a breeze. Mortgage the seller... came through as it was supposed to. Oh, yeah. Mortgage financing came in on the day when they said it was supposed to. Um, seller's lawyer understood everything. <laughs> no problems, no delays. Rainbows, lollipops. Does not exist. Does not exist. I've, <laughs> I've never heard of one that's... that's and, and if you have, I'm interested because that... that that's, that's a rarity. Usually, if nothing else, like if everything else went well... It's usually like something to do with the mortgage that is just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some sort of panic. I know that Robbie's dealing. Uh, I don't know if Robbie's in here. Wait, Robbie must be here. Yeah, he's here. Okay. Robbie's dealing with a, with a mortgage issue. Really? Um, yep. You betcha. He's here. Um, who else is dealing with stuff? I, I know other people that are dealing with stuff, but I'm not going to call you out. You got you to tell me what's going on. <laughs> Um, Jeremy's waiting to hear back on offers. How many offers do you have out there, Jeremy? Yes. That's fun. Very curious. I am um, three currently. Awesome. 
Nice. Are you able to do all three if you all get accepted? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> the 300 seconds passed. Everybody has to hit the hearts. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to say, if you can't do all three, then uh, definitely connect with Jeremy and find out. Because if he gets one locked up, it's a good flip. Then uh, I think he's looking for flips. And then uh, connect with Jeremy because he might be looking to give some of them away. Says there may be a call to Zakaya if I get all three. But Jeremy, if you wholesale them instead of passing them off to Zakaya, <laughs> it's cash in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Zakaya's sitting there. He's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Unless you're selling them to Zakaya for a little fee and he's reselling them for a little bigger of a fee. Uh, you know what? Here we go. Zakaya is not here today, so he can't defend himself. <laughs> I was, I was noticing the numbers are a little. Um, oh, yeah, they're they're a little. Uh, a little low today. A little thin. A little thin. What's going on? Everybody's hit the snooze button. Oh, guess what? I found out yesterday morning, Wayne. Mm -hmm. I I usually have every like I've had every day in my calendar since the beginning of the school year, but I somehow missed. Tomorrow's a PD day. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Every week this month. Are you serious? Every week there's been a day. What? Yeah, because there was like a PD day and then Easter on both weeks. So the Friday and the Monday and then another like, yeah, like literally every day this week or Gab. this month, every week this month has had a day off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would remember. Oh, you, would, no, it I wasn't like this some, for us. I would remember something like this from our childhood. Yeah. There was never this many days off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like two a month minimum. Yeah, Courtney says we are Monday for PD day. Yeah, so crazy. I like seriously. How does how do you how does other people do it? How do other people do it when they have like jobs that need to go to? I know. I don't know. For us, it's like okay, well, that's definitely not going to be a productive day. Yeah. Um, I think that I've seen, um, you know, like through the mom's pages and stuff through over the years, just like watching and seeing posts come up because I've, since I had Everly, I, I have not gone back to a regular job. I've been doing this since she was born. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is that like people will have basically like a day home or out of school care, like a daycare that yeah. they send their kid to on PD days. There's just so, not like, enough day homes though. Well, daycares have out of school too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like daycares that have like the younger kids, they have older kids like out of school care as well. So at the beginning of the year, you get your school calendar, you know, all the days you can book them all in, right? Mm. It's not like you're scrambling every month to try to find an open spot somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, like Frances says to today and tomorrow for mine. Crazy. Wow. And she said working from home has helped me a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I guess that's that's it for a lot of people now since COVID is that like a lot of people have shifted to working from home. So I guess it has become a little um, easier and maybe also employers now are kind of used to, Oh, okay. We'll just work from home that day. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because that was kind of the norm for so long for the past couple of years. So I hope that they're making it easier for moms and dads to kind of deal with these situations. But yeah, hmm. <laughs> everybody's going to clip and climb with her friends tomorrow afternoon. So you're going to clip and climb. Yeah, I'm going to clip and climb. So you're taking the afternoon off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I read between the lines on that one. <laughs> we got work to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can take her to clip and climb. Mm. <laughs> um, I saw a comment here a minute ago. Uh, Robbie says one week and counting. He's been waiting for that financing. He was supposed to close last Thursday. And that's how long the delays are with the financing. And also, apparently, the seller, I think the seller has some issues as well oh. on their end. So, yeah, uh, man. <coughs> um, Robbie also says, I got a call from the appraiser the other day. He said he got a report to come check on the progress of our construction for the draw mortgage. I said I would love that if I had e even had possession. We had a good laugh, and then I swore under my breath when I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's got to be stressful. 
uh chris is working on the rapid cash homework nice. uh, yes so chris uh chris joined our rei masters mentorship program and uh because he signed up uh a couple weeks ago when we had that promo yeah he also got free entry into the rapid cash workshop mm-hmm. which is not this weekend next weekend yes may 7th through 8th in calgary um i am super excited for that workshop yeah um they call it a workshop but it's like it's an it's an event like it's 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 like my super bowl it's super bowl for creative real estate investors um <laughs> it's it's two days going over all the different creative strategies agreeing for sales rentals joint ventures fix and flips wholesaling assignments options it's uh yeah it's a lot of fun but i guess um donna sent out homework two weeks before yeah so that you can start filling out uh lead sheets and 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 uh from what i understand it's been a little while since we've done it a couple of years now and i haven't looked at it but what you can do is you can start making some calls and building up some leads and then when we're at the rapid cash workshop i get training on how to deal with them we can do training on a specific deal that you've already built up and started working on mm-hmm. and if you bring a specific deal like we may even call your seller for you or you can call the seller and we can work through it together it's it's so much fun very cool yeah very cool um so good for you guys for actually doing the homework it's uh it's 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 a lot of not a lot of homework but it's like it's a big homework package, um, yeah. package that you know is completely um it's it's an add-on as if as if the workshop wasn't enough well what it is you know, is you get even more it's an opportunity and just like you know like we talked about it during boot camp like the people who show up and have their cameras on and they're taking part in the mm-hmm. homework and that kind of thing they're taking part or they're they're taking advantage of the opportunity the people who who don't and and whatever have decided that it's not important and that they're not taking that opportunity. Same thing with this homework. It's like, it's given to you. You don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't. It's just, it's, it's there if you want to, but if you're doing it, you're taking advantage of a real opportunity for literally the experts to help you look at what you've drummed up and help you possibly close on something. Like how incredible of an opportunity is that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. They they put that stuff in place to for you. Yeah. Like, Frances says so the homework was called 12 for sale by owners and she's called 3 already. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You you want to know the the best way to learn how to find sellers who are open to seller financing? Get on the phone. Yeah. Knock on doors. That is the only way. And for you know what? I've I've been a part of uh Barry and Donna's courses for many years now. Years, yeah many years, many courses and workshops. It's sad to see how many people have taken those courses and done nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Now they all walked in saying, you know, with these big dreams and ideas and, you know, spent thousands of dollars, you know, for these courses to learn how to do these things. And then when it came time to it and they realized, oh, I actually have to go and talk to people. They didn't do it. Yeah. Isn't that sad? And you know what else? We just talked about this uh, yesterday, the day before, but um, like when we took that course, there was no online community. There was no Facebook group for for the students that took the courses. There was no creative education Facebook group that Mm -hmm. Barry put on lives every Monday. There was none of that. So I could see... You know, like we, we, we did take action, but I can see walking into that course and being like getting all that information and being like, oh my God. And then realizing no like, support. what do I do with this? And what do I do with that? And yeah, like not really support. I mean, like could like, I think a few times we emailed Donna and asking like a couple yeah. simple questions, but it felt weird because we didn't know how open they were because there was no online community for us mm-hmm. to see that. We were just like, we hadn't met them before. We attended their course, barely said hi to them. We didn't really know who they are besides Barry was on the rain stage. Yeah. So, but now, so there was, there wasn't support. So it was like, holy shit. We just learned this like crazy stuff. And there's all these questions that we still have because literally like we just learned, we didn't know what questions to ask. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, there's this whole support system where literally you have a question, you go on the page and you ask it. Yeah. You you are 
think you haven't quite grasped it, you attend the Monday of live on the Facebook group where they talk, they like dig into a specific topic yeah. about it. And so like, there's all this extra handholding and question answering that happens. And it's like, if you take now, if you take these courses and you decide that it's something that can really benefit your business, but you don't take action on it, that's on you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's not easy. It's not easy to go out and, and to have conversations like this with people. But if you want to get properties for like next to like little or no money down and no financing, yeah, you're going to have to do hard stuff. I saw a guy post yesterday. Um, I saw three people post this week in various different groups saying, I don't have, I want to invest in real estate, but I don't have the 20% down. How can I go about borrowing this money? Or how do I go about buying a property? And I, I had a few individual like um, personal conversations with them through like Messenger, mm -hmm. just kind of like giving them like the basics of joint venture and, and other seller funding and strategies kind of directed them, you know, here, mm -hmm. go check this out. Oh, no, no, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> like, do you think that people are just going to call you? It's like the magic diet pill. You don't yeah. want to put in the work. <laughs> do you think that people are just going to just going to post that, you know, zero money down deals, $20,000 under market value, and they're just going to put it on MLS. And then, you know, your realtor is going to call you and then you have two weeks to think about it. No, you want something and you don't have the money. You got to work for it. It's these things are not delivered on a silver platter. Like you have to work for it. Yeah. And especially with creative strategies, you need to get creative and you need to step outside of your comfort zone. Um, so if you are taking the rapid cash program, if you've taken any of, you know, let's say like the agreement for sale course, that's pretty much what we're talking about or wholesaling, mm -hmm. you know, where you, where you want to deal with sellers directly. You need to just get out of your head and just go out and start knocking on doors and ring and ringing the phone. Right. And you need to be prepared to be told to fuck off a thousand times before you get a deal. Don't quit after the second person tells you to fuck off. Okay, you need tough skin, you need thick skin to get through it. But I promise you, if you do it, you will find deals. You will grow, you will build your portfolio, you'll become more and more confident. And then Barry says all the time. One damn deal. One damn deal. Once you get that first one, it's almost like it becomes easy too. And the other side of it is Wayne, you said like you're going to be told to, you know, kick rocks a thousand times. I said fuck off. I'm trying to get you to swear less. I don't know if you've I'm noticed that. I'm trying to get that. you to swear more. <laughs> <laughs> um, kick rocks <laughs> a thousand times. But at the same time, um, you know, going back to, I don't know how many times we can say it, but if you talk about, you know, what you're doing and that you're investing in real estate and stuff, people will approach you. And actually that's how we got our first mm -hmm. um, deal is we didn't call. First two deals. First two. We didn't call a thousand people and get told no. We had two acquaintances approach us saying, hey, I'm looking to sell my property. Are you interested in buying it? And we looked at the property and said, well, no, but <laughs> would you, unless you would be interested in something like this? Mm -hmm. And they said, yes. You know, not just that easy. Like yeah. it, it took a lot of explaining and, and several sit downs and all that and kind of stuff. Months, yeah. And four, and four months, months of back and forth. Of back and forth. Oh, this wasn't this yeah. wasn't a quick and easy thing. But you know, like if people know what you're doing, they'll approach you with opportunities, and you can go into your toolbox and say, "Well, wait a minute, this would definitely work as an AFS." Even yeah. though, even though I wouldn't, you know, maybe traditionally buy this property, it doesn't make sense. Um, it could as a as an AFS if I had zero money into it, or little five five thousand, ten thousand, like yeah. So, talk yeah. about what you're doing. <laughs> let's go back to those first two deals, those first two agreement for sale deals that I got. Um, they did not say yes that day. They did not say yes a week later. They said no. Both of them said no. Yeah. You know what I did? I followed up multiple times. What do they say in sales? It's all about the follow-up. Mm -hmm. All about the follow-up. Okay. Four months later for both of them. It was it was roughly four months for both of them. Um, I pitched it. He said no, um, the first one. And then he asked if I would partner with him, if I would be his property manager. Right, there you go. So I pitched someone on an agreement for sale. 
And they said, no, but would you be open to be like my, my property manager? And I said, well, I can't do that legally, but I can partner with you. And he said, okay, cool. I told him about the 50, 50 joint venture split. He said, yes, I shit you not. He agreed to do a joint venture to get out of this property because he did not want to be a landlord and he couldn't sell it at that time. Otherwise, he'd lose money. So there was an opportunity for a joint venture there. Now, after looking at the numbers, I realized that just like in the state that it was in and the money that he had, it was not going to work as a joint venture. It was going to be a huge nightmare for me. Um, I needed it. I Well, sorry, it could have worked, but not at 50% of the profit. It would have been too much work for for not enough profit. Mm-hmm. Um. So I told him no. And then I followed up with him a month later, two months later, three months later, we made a connection because kids the same age and I built rapport. And then eventually he contacted me back and said, Hey, can we have a sit down and we, can we talk about this again? Yeah. And then we locked it up. Yeah. Um, now that's a very long deal, but, uh, it's, it's been a very complicated one, but here, here's how it went after that. We locked it up for two and a half years. Um, it was $20,000 under market. It needed a little bit of work. Two and a half years agreement for sale. So zero money down. They carried financing for two and a half years. I think it was worth about 170. We got it for about 150. And uh, after repaired value, no, it was 165. And we got it for 145. And then after repair value it was like 225 or something like that. So it was going to be a quick 10, 15, $20,000 renovation and then uh, and a flip and, and sell for profit. So at that particular time, I was still kind of relatively green to, uh, uh, to flips and I didn't know the market very well and I didn't feel confident enough uh, to do it. So what I ended up doing is I assigned it. I assigned my agreement for sale contract to another investor for 5,000 bucks. Not bad. Not bad for a lead that, that, you know, someone reached out to me. I didn't have to go and call, you know, a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had one meeting and then I had a bunch of phone call follow-ups, built a relationship. Sounds like it took four months. Like it was a full-time job for four months, but it wasn't. It was just, no. it just, it stay was in, in my touch. calendar just yeah. to stay in touch and do the follow-up. Bam, five grand. The next one came shortly afterwards. Same thing. Um, contacted him. He wasn't interested. Um, built relationship, built rapport. And then, uh, yeah, follow up, follow up, follow up. And then eventually he said, okay, let's have a meeting. And then we revisited again and bam, got that one too. Um, that one there is a 10 year agreement for sale, Mm -hmm. zero money down. So I've got that property. He's carrying financing for 10 years and I got into it for zero money down. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. We it's it's hard for Gabby and I because it's like it's like one of our least um, performing. It's like it's one of it's not our best performing property. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like compared to the deals we've done since, and we've done so many amazing deals since then that like overshadow these first two deals. Yeah. But you look back on like how green we were at that time, and I say green because like we've been in it for a few years, but like we didn't. We weren't the experts that we are now. Nope, definitely not. Right? And how little we knew at that time compared to what we know now, and we accomplished that was just, it. it looking back, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of myself for mm-hmm. that, for sticking with it. And I, and I remember talking about perspective the other day. I remember specifically, you know, almost quitting on both of those. And I said, one more phone call. Yeah. One more phone call. I remember where I was that second property. I remember where I was when I almost quit. And I said, Nope, I'm going to call one more time. Yeah. And he said, yes. I remember because it was right around the corner from that property. It was in Collingwood at the gas station. We were driving by it and I thought, Oh, I really should follow up with him. God, just, he said no. And he said, like, he he told me he wasn't interested. And like, I don't know why I'd follow up on this again. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And he said, yeah, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you. Um, let's have a meeting. I said, I'm actually right around the corner from you <laughs> in the neighborhood. And then we ended up scheduling a meeting and we sat down and we, we hashed it out. And yeah, so like he wasn't, he wasn't a hundred percent motivated when I first talked to him, but after a few months, that motivation grew 
right? And a lot of times when you're when you're approaching these types of deals, I saw Francis had a question, and I'm going to get back to it in a minute. Um, when you're approaching these sellers, when the first time you talk to them, they they might still have some options, right? You talk about the term desperate sellers or motivated sellers. What that means is when they're desperate or motivated, it means that they have little to no options, right? When you catch someone when they have no other options other than bankruptcy or foreclosure, your idea is going to sound a little more appealing Mm -hmm. than if they've got some equity and they can sell with a realtor and break even, or they could, they, you know, they have another rental property, so they're okay with renting it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because your crazy idea of seller financing or selling it to them at a huge discount is not going to sound realistic when they have other options. So the follow-up is important because you want to follow up to see if you can catch them when their options have run out. That's why. And you're not wishing that on anyone. You're not wishing for them to like be in a horrible situation for you to come in and take advantage of it. But... Typically, they're not going to, unless, of course, you've built a really good relationship and a line of communication where they will call you when they run out of options, it's important to do follow-ups. Yeah. Had I not had I not called and followed up with him, would he have called me? He yeah. said, I've been meaning to talk to you, but I've been meaning to talk to you. Doesn't equal picking doesn't up the equal phone. calling yeah. me. You know what I mean? Does, does, he might be thinking in his mind, oh, I don't want to go crawl back to him because now he's going to think I'm desperate. Or maybe he's ashamed. Yeah. Right? But the other thing here is that you said, you know, like <clears throat> you need to catch them when they're out of options is that if you catch them and they have other options, you should be um, – sorry, I just like I – can't, I can't find the word that I was trying to find. But you should be trying to get them to take those other options. Yes. Like this – these – Absolutely. Yeah, these methods aren't – about taking advantage of people they're about providing solutions when people need them yes if they don't need your solution then please tell them um you know sir or ma'am you actually have a lot of equity in this house and you really should be selling it through a realtor or Mm -hmm. you really like you know what i mean and some people will just say like no i hate realtors i'm not doing that and they want to work with you and great if they are insistent then go for it but if they have other and better better for them options, mm-hmm. please help them realize what those are and move them towards those. Yeah. Those, um, doing that as well. Uh, I'm not going to bring karma into this, but if but you're you a good are. person <laughs> and you help people, typically, um, the world has a way of, of paying you back for that. And that's not just, you know, karma waves and and positivity and stuff. It's just like, you, know, you do something good for someone, they're going to remember that, right? And maybe they've got another friend in the future that needs some help. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like it's, or maybe they've got another property. I've, we've had so much, so many people, so many opportunities come after, you know, we help someone else, mm-hmm. right? And we thought of them first and not ourselves. Um, so, I got a little off top, not, not off topic, but off, off track there. Do the homework and and make the calls. Mm-hmm. Do it. If you take this course and you think that these things are going to fall in your lap, then don't even bother. Stay home. Spend time with your family. Do things that are important to you. Okay? Don't even bother coming out. Truthfully. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. Give it to someone else. I'm being honest here. If you're not willing to put in the work, give it to someone else. Right. It, it really bothers me how many people have come through the courses and I watch them and they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Like why? And so they take the next course. They think that one's going to be easier. That one's going to be like the, what'd you call it? The diet pill. Yeah. You just think that, you just think that money is just going to land in your lap. You just think that you're just going to become a real estate investor one day. Like they're going to hand you some sort of a, like a, a blazer. And then suddenly you you know, you have cash flow coming in? You have cash flow <laughs> coming in? This shit's hard. I know that the 600 people that are going to listen to this episode today, less than 10% have money. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 90% of you do not have money. 
and you want to become a real estate investor. You want to own, you, you have the audacity to say that you want to own enough properties to give you enough cash flow to leave your job. Have you done the math? I have. It's a lot. You have the audacity to say, I want to own 100 or 1,000 units and people are going to partner with me. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Seriously. Who are you? You took some boot camp? You need to, you need, like, everyone needs to give their head a shake. You, this is not something that just happens. You need jet fuel and a lot of it. And you need to be, you need to keep that tank full every day. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no quitting. There's no taking days off. Like you need jet fuel every day. If you want to hit these audacious goals that I hear. So if you're taking the rapid cash workshop, get ready to get moving the day after on the Monday after. May 9th is day one or today you got your homework. Go out and start calling those leads. Those for sale by owners. Mm -hmm. This, and this, this example goes the same thing for wholesaling as well. It's, it's most, we're mostly talking about like agreement for sales, but um, it goes for wholesaling as well. People don't call you and offer you houses for $150,000 under market value. No, you work for that. You work for that. You work your ass off for months. You spend lots of money on marketing, developing leads. You negotiate it. You lock it up. And then you find someone to buy it off of you for a measly five to $10,000. And you do that at least 10 times a year to make $100,000 a year. This is not easy stuff. But if you do do it, you will reach those goals. I fucking promise you, you will reach it. But you got to work. Gabby says, "Reel it back in." I when I when I when I when I open that door, I have to close it. I apologize, Gab. It's it's important. No, I'm talking f bombs. Oh, the f bombs. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> if you don't like the swearing, then this is probably not, not the right podcast for you. You were doing so good there for a while. I, Sorry, I was. Well, you. why was I doing it? Because I was concerned about what other people were thinking. Someone made a sit mm -hmm. was concerned by it. Why do you need to swear so much? Because this is serious stuff. Okay. Tony Robbins swears. So I can swear. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Oh. I haven't watched him in a while. I should. When he needs to. Because they're they're very powerful words. Mm -hmm. Kick rocks, bud. It's not strong enough. You need to use the most powerful words in the English dictionary to explain the severity of this, the importance of this. I'm not going to stop swearing. Rapid Cash is uh, May 7th through 8th. Um, congrats to the people who took action during the boot camp, the basic training, and decided to join the mentorship program, the REI Masters Mentorship Program, and then they got free entry into the rapid cash workshop. That was a test. Yeah. That was a test. We gave you an opportunity. We presented it to you and you jumped on it. Okay. Call it whatever you want. Call it some sort of like a little gimmick to try and get people to act now. No, it was a test. I told you guys there was going to be tests there. It's a $3,400 workshop. You just got for free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a very expensive test. But it's important because these are the these are the kind of opportunities that are going to present themselves from time to time and you need to pounce on them and they're going to be hard. It's a $10,000 decision. It's it's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And sometimes you're not going to know the answer. You're not going to know what's on the other side of that, but you need to take that take that chance if you if you feel if you believe that it's going to get you to where you want to go, where you want to be. How's the comments looking here, Gab? Uh, Robbie says F bombs are just the burn off from the rocket fuel, from the jet fuel. <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect ready for that one. 
Um, I think we should. That's good, Robbie. I think we should uh, get back to uh, Francis' question at the beginning of the conversation there. And then we have one from Matt as well. Um, just I'm just scrolling back up to get to the question. But Chris also says, three things get me up in the morning. My why, working out with my 15-year-old son, and this show. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, Chris. Happy to hear that, Chris. Okay, so Francis asks... From the homework, the sellers are uncomfortable when you ask them over the phone how much they owe on their mortgage. How else can we get that info? Mm. Don't go too far down a rabbit hole because this is a great question to ask in the in the ask me at the workshop at the workshop. So that was that was something that I struggle with as well. Um, okay, if you're just going to read all the scripts out of the binder, you might run into some trouble. Yeah, you're going to have some issues. Um, Anytime you take a course, they're going to have scripts, but I never go by the scripts. And um, it's funny when you, when you get to the workshop, you're going <laughs> to um, you're going to realize that uh, it'll be like Andrea, Neil, and myself on stage uh, as like the focus team leaders, and we all have a ton of experience in getting sellers to say yes, and we all have three different, completely, completely different approaches. Different. Yeah, <laughs> and when anyone asks that question. We all have three different answers yeah. and it's, we, we do not agree on everything. Um, Andrea's got her way. Neil's got his way. I got my way. And they're so incredibly different, but you're going to get to hear all three different ones. And then you can take one of ours and run with those, or you can build your own. And that's what I did. I heard Andrea's, I heard Neil's, I heard other people's. I didn't like it. So I created my own. Okay. Um, I, like you, could not understand how someone would tell, <laughs> would give up their information on their underlying mortgage on their home over the phone. You know, like, why are you calling them? Was it a for sale by owner? So they got their, <laughs> so they got their house up for sale, you know, private listing on Kijiji. And you call them and say, hi, I'm interested in your house. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Uh, yes. Okay, um, why are you selling? Because um, I need to move. Okay, um, where are you moving to? Um, I, uh, I need to move to Spruce Grove. Oh, okay. Are you changing your job? Uh, no, I didn't say that. Why would you ask that? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just thought maybe there was a reason. Uh, no, I just need to move. Okay, well, do you mind, if you don't mind me asking, um, how much money do you have left on your mortgage? Excuse me? I, I was just curious, you know, just trying to get a good idea where you're at and how I can help you. Do you mind if I ask how much you have in your mortgage? Um, I don't know how that's relevant. You see what I mean? Like there's, the, how do you, how do you work through that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and some, there's a couple scripts that are like, well, um, what if I could take over all of your mortgage payments and, 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 and your property taxes, and your insurance, and hundred percent liability, the property, and you keep the mortgage and the title in your name and I can close really quick within a couple of weeks. Would that interest you? Um, no, I just like to sell my property. Yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've tried the scripts and for some reason, for some people, those scripts work. I think there's a difference between, a desperate seller calling you from your like advertising and stuff yeah. versus you calling a for sale by owner. You know what I mean? True. Big difference. True. True. And that's, that's a, that's a key thing too, is like, what, what kind of leads are you, are yeah. you working on? It would on? be a totally different script when you're calling a for sale by owner, like a cold call versus somebody seeing your sign or your website or whatever and saying like, I need a lifeline thrown, please help me. Mm -hmm. And then you being able to say, okay, well, Tell me what you owe. Tell me what it's, how much in renovations is needed. Tell me, tell me everything. Cause you're in a better And they're going to tell you because they need you. Yeah. You're in a much better position than when they're calling you. Um, and that's, you know, something that you're going to learn about at the, at the workshop. Um, I, I developed my own way to, to find good leads. Um, nothing like the scripts or the homework that you're going to see in there. Um, and it worked great for me. Anytime I, I, what I would do, if you recall, Gabby, it's been a while since we've done it because I don't need it anymore. Um, 
but I would just say, I'm going to go find an agreement for sale. I would just make that decision. And I'd tell Gabby, Hey, for the next two or three weeks, I'm going to be working on finding an agreement for sale. And she'd be like, oh, okay. And then I would go and find a bunch of leads. I'd go work on them and I get a deal. It was, but, but because I had, it's the I, focus. Had, I had, uh, this focus. That's, ex that's exactly right. And, um, I had Wayne's uh, three-step formula <laughs> to finding a green for sales off market to make big cash. <laughs> it's, it, Financial honest, freedom. <laughs> on, honest, honestly, though, I, I, I did come up with a really good system system that just works and I can't get into it right now because other people are going to try and use it and they don't understand the strategy. So, um, I'll save that for the workshop. Uh, Wayne, may I? Yes, of course. Just as a quick little, um, just something that we can uh, give to Francis, and I think maybe it was Amanda said that she had the same question as well, um, is that at the end of the day, if they're, if you've asked that question and they're like, um, I don't really want to give you that information or whatever, um, if you've asked them at some point in that conversation, oh, how long have you, have you owned this house? That, that's not uncomfortable to ask. Yeah. It's like a you know, kind of maybe I'm asking someone to know, you know, like how much you know about the property mm -hmm. um, type of thing. And if you found that information out about how long they've been there, and then you go and you pull title, you go to, you know, wherever you live onto the website and pull title for how much is pulling title? 10 bucks, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Then you can see, does the time frame um, kind of like match up with the mortgage that's registered on title? what was the registered amount and you can kind of guess it, it's not it's not foolproof it's not it's not like facts but you can say oh okay they've only been there for you know three years that's some good information because the the registered mortgage on there is whatever for three hundred and fifty thousand. you can you don't the thing that you don't know is whether they put like five percent down, ten percent down, twenty percent down, mm -hmm. whether they just wanted to pay this thing off and put thirty-five percent down. Like you don't have that information. Yeah. But you can take a stab at it and say these are homeowners, maybe they're young, they probably put five percent down, and you can pull up a mortgage calculator and say if they bought it four years ago at this much and this was the amount of the mortgage, how much would they have paid down in the last five years with five percent down? Mm -hmm. And there you go. You have a ballpark of where their mortgage could be at. Yeah. So that's just like a little, you know, like I said, not science, but you can yeah. get a pretty good idea of where they might be at if you want that information. Well, that's what you're trying to do from these first phone calls. You're not trying to get them to answer everything. There are ways of getting the information. You're trying to find a certain, you're trying to find answers to certain questions to determine whether this strategy would help them. Do they have a problem that this strategy could solve. That's what you're trying to figure out. And if you ask them point blank and direct, they're going to feel uncomfortable. But if you develop your own script where you can ask the questions without asking the questions and not make it feel weird, mm -hmm. that's how you're going to get the information. Then that's your, that's your own way of screening it to determine whether this is worth your, your time, right? On a quick phone call or even in Facebook Messenger, I can ask certain questions to get the information that I need to determine whether this, whether they have a problem that could be solved by the strategy. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't go drive down there unless I know. Okay. If I determine that this problem that they have can be solved by this strategy, then I will go drive down there and then I have a series of questions and, and scripts that I use when I'm walking through the house to warm them up to the idea without asking them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's all about asking questions to get the information that you need, but not asking them in a way that's going to make it feel like they're being, you know, prodded. You can just do it through conversation. Yeah. You can ask some questions about, you know, where the kids go to school. What do they do for work? Uh, don't, don't ask people where their kids go to school, please. <laughs> don't make it all weird. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you, you know what? The, if you live in the same neighborhood and they got kids the same age as you. Yeah, you can say, oh, do your Sorry. kids go to? Yada, I was yada. reading while I was talking. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if you if you really think about it, you know, things like asking a question like, oh, are you are you looking to for a quick sale? Are you looking for, you know, um, are you not looking to, you know, move right away type of thing? And that might open up a like, yeah, I I took a new job and I need to be across the country in like three weeks. So I'm, so that you've just gained a lot of information from just asking if they need a quick sale Yeah. or they say, Oh yeah, no, we're just, you know, we're 
house hunting right now for our next property. And so, yeah, we're putting in offers and who knows, probably a couple months. And then, you know, like, so that question can open up a can of worms, like that can give you a ton of information. So just finding those really great questions that are not invasive, but will get you get them talking basically. Yeah. Matt says, uh, does price point play a factor when doing AFS deals? I have a seller who's agreed to agreement for sale. Um, property uh, is worth $650,000. Does price make it difficult to exit the deal? Absolutely. It's not the price. It's the expenses. Mm-hmm. It's ex- the expenses to rent ratio. Right? It's great that you can find a house and get into it for five years with zero money down. But what are you going to do with that house? Yeah. You still have to close on it or sell it. it. Or, yeah. So are you going to flip it? Are you going to find a rent on tenant buyer? Are you going to rent it out? And if you rent it out with $3,000 mortgage payments and the rent is, and property taxes, 400 insurance is 150 and the rent is 2000, you're negative like 1800 bucks a month. Right. I think my math is off a little bit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> 1500 bucks, whatever it is. Um, so it needs to make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering the properties that you're probably going to be talking to, uh, the, the sellers you're going to be talking to. It, it, in most cases, these are their homes, right? So they didn't put 20% down. It doesn't cash flow like a normal investor would buy a property with 20% down, 30-year amortization, nice low mortgage payments, good cash flow. Home buyers are buying with 5% down, 25-year amortizations. So much higher mortgage payments, like four or $500 more, meaning that they don't cash flow. Mathematics, I think everybody should try it. Make sure that you guys are doing your math and just knowing different mortgage payments for different amortizations and different um, different down payment um, uh, scales. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Uh, so yeah, I, I know without even looking at those mortgage payments, I'm curious to know how close I was on that uh, on that 650. Um, how much how close <laughs> I was to the mortgage payment. But yeah, it, it, they don't work as rental properties. Um, let's say 25 years. Two percent interest. So it's thirty thousand dollars. That's six ten. Ten thousand dollar mortgage. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. So you you do need to have it. You do need to have an exit strategy. I see so many people. You know the the opposite of the people who didn't do anything with the with these courses are the people who do do stuff, and I see them buying like. Um, mobile homes and seven hundred thousand dollar luxury houses. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell are you going to do with those? Oh, got zero money in. All right, it's a free house, free house, bud. Yeah, but it's burning a hole in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, very risky. Catching up on uh, questions here. Oh, I'm way back. I'm like Robbie's f bombs are, are just the burn off from the rocket fuel. Um, yeah, I'm way behind. Uh, Carlos says rent it to me, um, and that's that's a, that's a great um, that's a great point. Is that one other option that I didn't mention was short term rentals? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've considered that a lot. I've had a lot of conversations with um, short term rental um, providers, investors, and. Uh, that's one that I think that um, Airbnb short-term rental investors should be looking into is agreement for sales. Yeah. Because what you're trying, I, I talked about like you need to have a good exit strategy and enough rent to cover the expenses on these high ratio mortgages. Um, short-term rentals is a great solution to that. Yeah. Definitely. But get your education on both strategies first. Um. Wasn't expecting to talk about uh, yeah. <laughs> this today. I didn't realize an hour I was almost passed. I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about, um, like upcoming events. <laughs> uh, let me just check my notes here. Um, I'm very excited uh, for that rapid cash workshop, I, and I'm excited to see a lot of you um, there. I know I, I, you know what I'm most excited for, Gab, because we haven't seen it in a while. I'm excited to see the light bulbs go on. Yeah, totally. I'm excited to see um, 
when you're up there on stage and, and, and you, you share a story and you just see someone, it finally clicks for them on the opportunities. It's a really cool feeling. Um, it's a really cool thing to see. Uh, so long as you run with it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. just make sure that, uh, take that momentum. So you take that momentum from the weekend and you actually, you have to implement it on Monday. Otherwise you'll never do it. It's because then all the what ifs start sinking in, right? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if it's negative $400 a month and I can't cover it? What if I lose my job? What if I get seven agreement for sales and they're all negative 200 bucks a month and they're all empty? I can't afford the payments. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's ways to mitigate those risks, but uh, don't let the what ifs start sinking in. Okay. You just need to take action. You need to have faith. And also have faith in your in your community as well, right? Have faith that you can you can ask in the Facebook groups, the communities for the creative investors, you know, to get your questions answered. You can come on in the morning and ask Gabby or I or myself, you know, how to deal with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of support. Uh, so the upcoming events that we do have coming up are uh, Friday Life Training in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. Uh, we're tomorrow. Gonna be covering, that's tomorrow, yep. Yeah. Uh, Barry McGuire is actually going to be a guest uh, speaker with us on Joint Ventures 101. Yes. Joint Ventures is the most important investing strategy that you should be implementing. Um, if you want to reach your goals and you want to scale, you need Joint Ventures because you're going to run out of mortgages, you're going to run out of money. So... Um, we're going to go over what, how joint ventures work, the basics of it, um, and uh, and how to find them. Uh, and then we announced that yesterday we have a fix and flip meetup, uh, investor meetup on May fifteenth in Leduc at mm-hmm. our Leduc fix and flip property. Uh, yes, we were talking to Josh, our partner on site, and it's going to be very close to done. We did learn yesterday that the tiles will not be done. But the flooring will be in, the kitchen will be in, yeah. fixtures will all be in. It'll be pretty be much done, yeah. except for tiles, I think, and a few handles um, and hardware. But if you're interested in that, I should have put it in the, the show notes there. Uh, if you're listening to the recording, just uh, check the show notes. Uh, it's on Eventbrite. Or if you want to sign up for that, just go to Eventbrite and type in Prairie Home Investments, and you will see it there, May 15th, 1 to 3 o'clock. Uh, we will be there and uh, it'll be a great networking event. And if you've got any questions about the mentorship program or fix and flips, or you just want to come say hi and meet other investors, definitely, definitely join that. Uh, and then lastly, on this Sunday, uh, this Sunday will be our official launch and start of the REI Masters mentorship program, as I mentioned earlier. Um, hats off and congratulations to everyone who has joined and yeah. signed up for it. Um you will be getting access to the Facebook group and all of the content uh, this Sunday. That's when we're going to be starting. Um, for those of you that signed up ahead of time and that you got access to Rapid Cash, that's going to be next week. So there's going to be no live training and no um, coaching calls next Friday, but the coaching calls will be starting on the 13th, Friday the 13th, every week. So if you're interested in... If you're interested in learning how to get jet fuel, how to make your own jet fuel, that's what the mentorship program is all about. I just try. I'm just trying to figure out whether I want to, how far I want to go into this. Uh, the mentorship program is for people who who are struggling with taking action. Okay. Now we made it a one-stop shop as well. That you're going to get all the education that you need. Okay, all the courses, all the documents, all the forms, all the checklists and contracts and all that nonsense. <laughs> because people want that. I want to know that I'm going to have everything that I need. Okay, yeah, cool. It's all helpful. there. It's all there. But I also know that a lot of people already have everything that they need and they're not using it. Mm-hmm. So the most important aspect of it is going to be the weekly coaching sessions and accountability. Yeah. Okay. That's the most important. I'm we will not go easy on you because you're going to tell us what it is that you want and we're going to hold you accountable to it Mm -hmm. because you quite clearly can't do it yourself. The people 
who are signing up for this mentorship program are the people who can't do it themselves. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's why it's there. That's why it's here. That's why we created it. That is the most important thing. Don't look at it like, oh, I'm getting all these courses and all these documents and all other stuff. There's plenty of other coaching programs that offer all that stuff. Okay. You can buy all that stuff for a few grand. You got all the information. Save yourself a couple grand. The value of the mentorship program is for the people who cannot do it themselves. Okay. And what you're going to do from day one is you're going to tell us what it is that you want. Yeah. Okay. There's no, I'll think about it. Like you need to know what it is that you want. You tell us what it is that you want. We will help you devise a plan on how to get there. And then we will hold you accountable to it. Yeah. We'll support you and push you. Again, because you are not capable of doing it yourself. If you are capable of doing it yourself, then go and do it. Plain and simple. It's one or the other, yeah. right? But it's there. And I think that's, and Gab, I know it sounds a little rude and it's blunt, but that's what people want, right? If that's what it is for you, that's what you need, then sign up. If you don't need it, then go and do it. One or the other. Yeah. Um, Wilson says, use Wayne's rocket fuel and you will go far. Ask me how I know with a whole bunch of houses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm certain that those houses uh, have, uh, that the number of those houses have value. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson's a great example of, of what can happen, what you can get with putting yourself out there and taking action. Yeah. Wilson and Jess are on fucking fire. Yeah. But you know what? They also, so they walked into that cabin retreat with pretty clearly already knowing, um, you know, not necessarily exactly how they were going to get there, but knowing what it is they wanted in life. Like being pretty, like pretty on the same page about like their end goal, what they wanted. And it was just like, okay, then do this, mm -hmm. do this, 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 and this, and you'll be laughing. And they did. And this, little, this, and this, a, this, and, a, and this. And a little push on confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, man, just... Yeah. Kicked ass. Great example. Yeah. Great example. I'm so incredibly, incredibly proud of Wilson and Jess for what they've, what they've accomplished. It's, it's unbelievable. And the amount of people that they're helping as well, the yeah. amount of the, the content that they're putting out there, mm -hmm. their mission, their statements, mm -hmm. their purpose... It's all, it's, it's, it's just, it's in this nice little package and it's, it's all intentional. Yeah. You know, I watch them and I, I don't see anything unintentional. I don't see anything. I don't see them wasting any time yeah. on phone calls or content. Everything is packaged and intentional. Yeah. And purposeful. I love it. That's how you know they're going to make it is because everything that they're doing has intention. Mm-hmm. And they're not afraid to put themselves out there. Yeah. They're not afraid. They know exactly what they're worth and they know exactly what they're capable of. And they got a ton of confidence. Yeah. Okay. Um, is Annette in here today? Can you? Hmm. I can have a peek. Um, why are you going to call her out? Yeah. Well, if she's not, out. then call her out. I'm going to call then... her out anyways and tell her to listen. Uh, not here. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's um, Josh and Annette's birthdays today. So I just wanted what? to wish them both a very happy birthday. What? Time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> Talking to you, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Carlos says I feel personally attacked there. <laughs> Happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Annette. Mm -hmm. Guys, um, I'm feeling really good today. I had a bit of a rough start personally, but um, I always feel really good about after about things after the podcast. Um, I love being surrounded by other action takers who are getting up early in the morning and that are willing to put in the work. It's, 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 it's an amazing community that I'm incredibly grateful for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope you guys have an awesome day. I hope you guys, uh, the two of you, have an awesome birthday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you tomorrow morning. 
Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.